Welcome to the Life Over Coffee podcast, conversations for transformation. Hello, my friends. Rick Thomas here with Life Over Coffee. Here's a question I want you to think about. How do you leave your church? This is something that someone asked of me. In fact, they wrote in a question, one of our supporting members. And so what I want to do is is I want to read to you his question, and then I want to work through it because it's a very good one. Regrettably, this is something that we, many of us, maybe most of us, have to think about at some point in our lives. It's most definitely a question that comes to our ministry somewhat often. And of course, we do interact with our supporting members behind our paywall. Uh, That's one of the ways that we can honor them by having ongoing dialogue with them. But sometimes their question is so relevant and so universal that I do like to take the responses that I give to our supporting community and bring them out and share them with you, which is what I am doing here. I've titled this, How Do You Leave Your Church? Because this is something that, again, is important to all of us. By the way, if you know someone who's thinking about leaving a church or maybe they just left, I would encourage you to give them this article. It's in a read, watch, listen format at lifeovercoffee.com. It will benefit them. Now, also, you can find this in one of the chapters in my book, Local Church. It's in our store. That's a free book to you. It's a digital download. This is actually the second to the last chapter in the book if you want to get right to it. But I would encourage you to get that free digital download, Local Church, and that you read all of it, that you use it, because there is so much information in it. More than 30,000 words. There are 16 chapters. I cover a lot of territory. And of course, leaving a local church, as unfortunate as that can be sometimes, it is something that we do need to talk about. Now, one of the things that characterizes our ministry is that we do say the quiet part aloud. We try not to say it unkindly, rudely, harshly, uh, but we will, as much as possible, be as direct and clear as we possibly can, especially about the things that maybe Christian propriety just doesn't discuss. Uh, But bad things happen. Uh, Trouble happens. And sometimes there are unnecessary changes in our lives, and we need help to make those changes. And again, I trust that this will be helpful to you. Sometimes you can't stay at your local church, and it is sad, but it happens all the time, especially or maybe even more so in our training transient culture in which we live. We're not in that day anymore where the world was big and we just we were born on a spot and we lived in that on that spot and really didn't go much anywhere else. And sometimes you have to leave. You leave a local church, and when it happens, it can be one of the more gut-wrenching seasons in any God-loving Christian's life. I mean, you love the Lord and you love His people, but for biblical reasons and conscious reasons, and after gaining advice from helpful friends, there you are. The only option on the table is to find a local church. Well, here's the good news, is that there is a way to leave your church well. Of course, there's a way to leave poorly, too. And I'll discuss that as we move along here. But first, I want to share with you the question or question set that was sent in by our supporting member, and that will be the basis for what I share with you. He said, I have been growing discontent with my church. 
I don't know how much of it is the church and how much of it is me, humble statement that is. At this point, I'm not sure if I can resolve anything by communicating my concerns with the leadership. I'm not one to church hop. I've been in this church for nearly a decade, so I don't consider a change of churches lightly. At the same time, my area is not a Christian mecca, and I don't know if there is even a better option. Would it be wrong to start visiting other churches once a month or so to get a sense of other options while not severing my current connection with our local church? I have young children, and if I did speak out differently or and if I did seek out a different fellowship, I would want to make a transition as easy for them as possible. And again, we honor our supporting members by dialoguing them uh, with them in an ongoing way and very glad to do that because of the hundreds of thousands of people that come to us during any year. It's not possible for us to communicate on social media, and so we don't do that at all. Uh, but we do want to we do want to communicate with those again, especially those who are supporting our ministry, because honestly, that's how it works. And and so my friend came and asked this question, and uh, in this situation, I want to share with you what I shared with him. I have flattened it out so it doesn't give any names or geography. We don't even know what country my friend is in, and we'll keep it that way. But the information that I give him is important. It is relevant to all of us because the church. The question is, how do you leave your church? And I can answer that in one word. Well, that's it. You leave your church well. There is no other biblical alternative for leaving a local church but to leave the right way. Leaving well means you must be right with God. That's part of what it means to leave well. And also, you must be right with others caveat, as much as it depends on you to work things out biblically, and you know that comes from Romans 12, 18, to do as much as depends upon you to work out all things. We want to live peaceably with all people. Now, that is a two-way street, and I understand that, but you can be absolutely right with God. That's a non-negotiable. You can do that because God will not be an obstruction if you're trying to uh, be right with Him. But being right with other people, well, that depends on as much as you can do, but sometimes other people can be an obstruction because they are fallen and God is not. I mean, the counter to leaving well is to leave when your heart is not right with God. When your heart is not right with others, even if it means forgiving them who know not what they do and overlooking their offenses because they're unwilling to change, your heart can be right attitudinally with them, even though maybe transactionally you haven't worked all things out on the horizontal plane. But being right with God and being right with others as much as it depends upon you, th those, those are our only options. You do everything within your ability to leave on good terms. And leaving on good terms with every individual may be impossible in every situation. But again, you can be right with the Lord regardless of what others do or how they respond. And so God should be, has to be, must be controlling your attitude, must be controlling your actions, not other people. The Lord frees and empowers you to be right with Him while not harboring sin toward others. And so you can leave with grace, leaving well. 
And your attitude is the main thing to consider when thinking about leaving a local church. A proper attitude is how to, in any relationship, whether that's with another person, leaving your vocation where you work, leaving your school, leaving a church, having an ongoing sinful attitude toward other individuals or institutions, well, that's never right. And so if you leave on bad terms, I would just appeal to you to ask the Lord to work in your heart as you can do as much as depends upon you to make things right with other people. And I realize there are times when people leave on bad terms, and, and I get that because sin is not cooperative, sin is not neat, and, and sometimes not even manageable, especially when it's the sin of other people. And it can work out this way. Uh, when emotions are high, offenses happen, and uncharitable things are said, stressful situations do happen. But the good news is when things do spin into an unresolvable disagreement, it doesn't have to stay that way. I mean, talking about the attitude of Jesus in Luke 23, 34, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And you hear that attitude, an attitude of forgiveness, an attitudinal heart of forgiveness toward other people, even though those other people are not changing at all, minimally, you can change. And that attitude of forgiveness is the power of the gospel that works in all of God's children. The gospel has reconciling power. And at some point, people should be able to work through sinful attitudes toward each other. But the main point is that you can do right regardless of whether others follow your lead and pursue Christian charity and reconciliation. And so as far as answering the question, how do you leave a, a church? Well, the first thing is you leave well. I mean, you can be right with God, and as much as it depends upon you, you can be right with other people. And so leaving well is absolutely imperative. But I want to drive this further home, because leaving a church is a big deal, and no Christian should take this lightly. The Christian's life has three big spheres. We live in our family circle, our work circle for those of us who are beyond the school age, and we live within our church communities. Of course, those of you who go to school, you have that sphere as well. But family and work and church make up the three primary spheres of adults. And when you shake up any of these spheres, it is a, a serious matter, making it a challenge to be objective about what is happening to you. You love God's family especially his family that makes up your local church. You commit to your church and have expectations of your local church, and sometimes these expectations are unmet, and a person begins to think about leaving. When that happens, well, nobody is objective. Let's be honest with ourselves. Uh, when the smoke starts rising in our minds and emotions are high and things are said, we can lose objectivity. But still, you can leave with hurt and anger, and you can go in grace. And if you're in a situation where someone has offended you, the temptation will, will be to leave with the wrong attitude. Now, maybe you can't avoid leaving, but it would be wrong for you not to seek to gauge your heart. 
The biggest thing you'll struggle with regarding a sin issue will be self-righteousness. I speak as a professional. I have been there on multiple occasions. That is a greater than, better than attitude toward the church. Self-righteousness is looking down on others. In this case, it is looking down on your church, possibly looking down on the leaders of your church or someone who has disappointed you or offended you within the congregation. A lofty position is a dangerous place to perch our hearts. And those who are, those who are well have no need of a physician. But those who are sick... This is Jesus talking here in Luke 5. He went on to say, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You see, there is no grace for the self-righteous person because Christ, as he said, he didn't come for the righteous. He didn't come for the well. He came for the unrighteous, the needy, the hurting, and those who realize they are not better than anyone else. And so when we exalt ourselves above other people, we are putting ourselves outside of God's grace. These humble servants, those who recognize their need, those who do not see themselves above everyone else, they want His mercy. They want His grace. And apart from the grace of God, none of us are better than any other person in the world. I mean, on our best day, we are equal to the human family apart from the grace of God. Without God's imposing His grace into our lives, we stand on level ground with the rest of the other dirty, rotten sinners, only by the grace of God. We're not elevated because of anything that we've done, because of who we are. The elevation comes because of the grace of God. An angry, a cocky, a condescending, I'm right and you're wrong attitude is not how any person should leave a church. Thus, the first place to begin is your heart. That, that's where this verse, these two verses actually in Psalm 139 that you're familiar with, 23 and 24, search me, O God. And know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. When I pastored, there were times when a person or a couple came to me and said, we're leaving the church. They left. They did not leave with malice, as far as I know. They just left. And my goal was never to keep a person in a place they did not want to be. We never tried to shoehorn them into our church body and, and straightjacket them there. That has never been my attitude at all. It was never about our church being the only church. It was never about building a local kingdom or thinking we are the people. No, 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 no. That, that's not where I was. But still yet, I was a pastor I cared for people, and while I never wanted to control people, I desired to serve them. It was always awkward for me when they would come to me and state their intentions, and they would not ask for advice from me or some, many times not ask advice from anyone else. They made these decisions in a vacuum without receiving any kind of help whatsoever. You see, good shepherds shepherd. They don't control. Good shepherds shepherd. But when a person has decided to pack his bags and the moving truck is at his door, there is nothing for me to say. But may the Lord bless you and thanks for letting me know. I mean, it's not like I wanted to talk them out of leaving. Not at all. That, that's not the angle here. 
I wanted to serve the exiting couple, but also wanted to learn more about why they wanted to leave. I mean, if they were leaving, there were reasons why they wanted to leave, and that puts me in a position of a learner. In nearly every case, there was something for me to learn about myself or about our church. Their departure was not only an opportunity to come alongside them, to help them, to leave as peaceably as as possible, but they could also come alongside us and help us to grow, mature, change if we need to. I, I was not under the illusion that we had the perfect church. And if a person was at the point of leaving, there was always something that I could learn. People leave churches because they like something better some, somewhere else. What is that something better? Maybe there's something that that church is doing that we could implement Maybe there's areas of growth in our local church. It would be arrogant for me to downplay their reasons for leaving while not humbly self-assessing how we could be a better church. Now, this idea is another aspect of Matthew 7 with the log in my eye and the speck in yours. In this case, I applied it to our church, the log in the eye of the church. And rather than being critical about why they left, I wanted to judge the log in the church's eye by asking hard questions about our church, including the leadership. Perhaps they left for inadequate reasons. Sometimes that happened. Sometimes they left because they were offended and there was work to do. But those reasons did not hinder me from self-reflection or how to do church more effectively. I mean, suppose your situation is not where you're comfortable sharing all the reasons for leaving or receiving counsel from your leaders. That could be part of the dynamic, and so I don't want to squish people into thinking that if you don't talk to your leaders and work with them through the problem, that then you are wrong because there are some times where you just cannot do that. But if you find yourself in that situation where you cannot talk to the leaders as much as you would like to talk to your leaders, then I recommend you receive guidance from other competent sources, one or two. I do appeal to you, if at all possible, to talk to your leaders about your intentions. But if a person is thinking about leaving because the church has not met their expectations, others are probably thinking similarly. There's other people in that body uh, you're not the only one, especially if your reasons are biblical and correct. Your departure may be an opportunity to motivate the church to make some changes. But whatever you do, please don't gossip. Now, that's an important caveat here. Don't tell others about your disappointment. And, and unless the church is preaching heresy or there is abuse or other comparable patterns in the church— now, if that's true, then you need to, to yell from the, the rooftops what you are doing and why you are doing it, because people are in harm's way. But if the church is a biblical church and, and the leadership humbly leads, they're doing some things right then. They may not be doing it the way that you want them to do it, but the gospel is going forth, and in that you can rejoice, as Paul would say in Philippians 1.18. Other people do like your church, those who are a part of that local church. And that local church is ministering to them. It's always like this. It works for some people. It doesn't work for others. And so it would not serve other people to hear the downside of the church, uncharitably speaking. And so keep the circle tight regarding your critical opinion of your church if it's a good church. There can be weak Christians in your congregation 
They may also be those who are checking out the church, and you don't want to cast unnecessary doubt in their minds. Again, we're not talking about heresy here, and we're not, not talking about sin either being in play. But gossip unnecessarily divides people, and if, it, if it's possible to keep the division from happening in the body of Christ, then do your part to keep it out of the church. Again, when it's biblically the right thing to do, then, then keep the gossip out of the church. Keep the talk, keep the talk out of the church. When folks ask about your actions, let them know the Lord may lead you to another place. Keep it simple. You're not obliged to tell everyone more than that. If your peripheral friends press you, those who you really don't know but just inquiring, tell them what you love about the church, but remind them how the Lord is doing another kind of work in your heart. Now, you also said that you had children, and so I do want to address that especially if they are young. Well, if they are young, they will hardly remember your church relocation. Children are resilient, and they have a great capacity to overcome challenges. But I would not recommend taking too long to make the decision. And without creating an artificial timeline, you, do, you want to do this as quick as possible, and maybe quick is not the right word, but you don't want to take forever to do this. Your children need structure. If homework and church are the big three spheres for adults, which they are, then home, the church, and school are also the big three spheres for children. And so you could disrupt two out of three of these primary contexts if you move. And so the potential for temporary upheaval does not mean you shouldn't move, but it does say that you, want, you don't want to drag things out for them too long. They need security as much as anything right now. And a good church can partly provide this for them. So sit them down. Talk to them about your plans as much as is appropriate for their ages if you visit other churches, you can remind them that the Lord is working in your hearts, you and your spouse, and that this is an excellent time to see what God is doing in other churches. Let them know you're not making a decision right now, but you're only looking around. Perchance the Lord has something else for you. Now, all of these conversations with your children, again, it will depend upon the ages of your children. It'll, it, it'll depend upon their personality. Some people will be given over to, some kids will be given over more to insecurity and fear. Uh, others, things don't bother them so much. And of course, their maturity in Christ will make a difference as well. And so you have to sort this out uniquely, not just to all of your children, but to the uniqueness of each child as far as what you communicate to them. But reaffirm your love and protective care for them. Get their opinions, though staying or leaving should not be de determined by their views. And again, this is age appropriate as well. They're too young. The person who is writing this, as he said, that, that his children are young, and so his children are too young, and they will not be able to think through all the layers involved in this kind of decision. But you can allow them to be part of the family team by talking with them and removing as much mystery as possible. Remember insecurity or fear. It tempts children, especially young children or children that are moving from child to adult at 12, 13, uh, in that season of their life. And so they need security and they need protective care. Change can create instability, so stay close to them. 
communicate with them, reassure them about God's sovereign care in their lives and your role, your responsibility in providing that care. You know there is no perfect church. No clear-thinking Christian is under this illusion. Your next church will be a disappointment to you to some degree. Sin, sanctification, people, and a local church. There's four things that we cannot make right on this side of heaven. It's the sin piece that disrupts the entire fig cart. Make sure if you leave, your reason for leaving is biblical and a matter of conscience. As you visit other churches, scrutinize how they think about the gospel and their theology. Those two things are the most essential pieces to any sound church. The gospel and the theology. Don't make this move about the children. Sometimes parents can over-worry regarding their children and not trust the Lord to care for them. And sometimes they can see churches not just supplemental to what the parents are doing, but churches can be surrogate parents, and so they want this authoritarian church that's helping them in an over-the-top way, and they want to secure. You'll find this within many homeschool families. I put my children in homeschool. They're also within our family, and then they're in a local church, and they stay in this hermetically sealed bubble because many of them parent out of fear, not out of faith, and they, they, over, they have an over-authoritarian heavy-handedness, though many of them will not even see that. And then they want the kind of church that will keep a tight rein on the children, and that can be a problem in itself. You see, I was not in a church until I was 25 years old. Before coming to Christ, I was a hardcore pagan. I made it to Jesus via the jail. That's how I got to Jesus, through the jail, eventually, 10 years after being in jail. If your children make it to heaven, it will be because of the grace of God, not because of a perfect church. Now, I know everybody knows this. I get it. But sometimes we can parent by faith. I'm sorry, parent by fear, not by faith. And we can put too much pressure on ourselves. We can put too much pressure on the local church to be something that the church should not be. It is supplemental, but it is not the thing. And so I'm only stating the obvious here. The best gifts you can give them, your children, is your prayers. Of course, followed by an unrelenting trust in God. So think and pray robustly about this decision. If there is no heresy and no patterns of unabated sin in your local church, you may be in the best place that you could ever be now. But if your heart is free... Live in God's freedom and make your decisions in God's freedom. Don't cave to the fear of man, but also don't leave with a sinful attitude. Do as much as depends upon you to be right with all people. It's not wrong to shop around. It's not wrong, it doesn't have to be wrong, to leave a church. And of course, it may not be wrong to stay. The title of this is How Do You Leave Your Church? It's part of my a free book in our store, The Local Church, and I want you to get that digital download because I cover a whole lot more territory than just how to leave, and you can benefit from it. This can be any kind of discussion with you personally. Uh, it can be with you and another friend as you do 
Life Over Coffee. By the way, when you do Life Over Coffee, make sure you do Life Over Coffee with some of our merchandise. Now, what better way to do Life Over Coffee than with a Life Over Coffee mug? And then for those of you who are of the Yeti cohort, uh, then you can get our nice Yeti as well to do Life Over Coffee with as you talk about leaving your local church. And then, of course, because I'm shameless here, you can get the... the um, the uh, uh, sea glass, that's what this green one's called. You can get the sea glass uh, Yeti. This is a taller one, and you can get it uh, in our store. There's 20 and 28 ounce. The sea glass comes with a straw top as well. It also comes with this clothes top. And so you can get winter white, you can get sea glass, and you can also get uh, any of these two sizes in black as well. And so get your Life Over Coffee mug or a Yeti. Sit down with your friend and talk through this book, uh, The Local Church, or more specifically, talk about chapter 15. How do you leave your church? Now, before I leave you, let me give you a few questions that I hope that will spark conversations that lead to transformation. And so I have five questions or question sets for you. Number one, do you like your church? Why or why not? It's a good thing to talk about with all humility with all charity, with no lofty perch of self-righteousness looking down on those people that attend that church with you? Do you like your church? Why or why not? Are those reasons biblically, uh, biblical or theological? Which is question two. Do you want to leave over doctrine? Do you want to leave over sin? Do you, do you want to leave over preferences? Now, there's a lot there. Preferences you can overlook. Preferences I would be careful about. But when it comes to doctrine, then if we're talking about heresy, then, well, you need to state your case. And then if, if they do not change, you need to most definitely leave. And then if there's sin in the local church, a pattern of sin, and depending on the consequential level of sin that's going, there's a lot there within that category. By the way, in this uh, book, Local Church, I devote an entire chapter to spiritual abuse. And so I would encourage you to get, get it and read it. But do you want to leave over doctrine issues, doctrinal issues, sin issues? Are they one-off sins, episodic sins, or a pattern of sin? What are the consequences of those sins or preferences? Number three, in what specific ways do you differ from your church leadership? And can you stay at your church though you disagree? Agree to disagree. I would imagine that virtually every Christian, I would hope actually that every Christian stays at their local church though they disagree with their leadership. I would have concerns if the church is creating a clone factory where everybody believes in everything, including all the preferences. That would be odd in my view. It's okay to disagree. Loyal disagreement is a beautiful thing. You are loyal to your church, though you do not tick all the boxes as they do. Number four, in what ways have you contributed to the problem in your church? The log in your eye. Always wanting to address that with humility. By the way, because we tend to put our best foot forward, maybe it would be good to ask someone else. Someone who will not rubber stamp you. Someone's not afraid of you. Someone who will give you, speak 
the truth in love. I have a couple of those friends in my life, and sometimes it hurts just a little bit, but I appreciate them because they won't hold back. Number five, in what ways have you contributed to making your church a more effective sanctification center? Throughout this series, I've, I've been talking about uh, it's really wrong to complain if, if you haven't been part of the solution. And so with my friend here, I know that that is not true. He is part of the solution, and I commend him for that. But, of course, it can it, it can be the other way for many people, and so therefore I want to make sure I insert that. Are you part of the solution, even though being part of the solution, you do believe that you need, ha- uh, that you need to leave? How to leave the church? Let me put it in a word— Leave well. Thanks for joining us. Learn more and get access to other resources at lifeovercoffee.com.